if the Lightning win this Stanley Cup final, it's almost certainly going to be built on the backs of Steven Stamkos, Nikita Kucherov, Victor Hedman, Andre Vasilevsky, the core. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates that I hope you'll check out. Game one is tonight. It's an 8.15 p.m. faceoff between Tampa Bay and Colorado. The principal participants in this series are no secret to anyone who would ever push play on a hockey podcast. I'm not going to insult you by going over all of Colorado's guys as well. But I do want to, before the first puck drops in this series, really highlight that it's almost always about the core when it comes to getting just this far, never mind winning it all. And some of that's going to be Captain Obvious stuff. Well, yeah, you need X number of really, really good players. And if they're in the fold for an extended period of time, you've got that much better of a chance because you've created that culture and the family atmosphere and everything else. But still, if you go back over the past decade and a half, and no further, you don't have to start getting into you know, pre-salary cap or whatever else here. Just the last decade and a half, when things have been mostly even across the league, and there have been a lot of very good teams that have contended, I can actually think of one that won it all without a great core. But the rest, the overwhelming majority, the Kings, Andre Kopitar, Drew Doughty, Jonathan Quick, and you could throw Jeff Carter in there as well. Blackhawks, Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taves, Duncan Keith. Could make an honorable mention for Brent Seabrook, I suppose, as well. The Bruins somehow only won once with their core of Patrice Bergeron, Brad Marchand, Zdeno Chara, Tuka Rask. The Capitals only won once, but it was with their guys that they've had forever. Alexander Ovechkin, Nicholas Backstrom. John Carlson in the back end, Braden Holtby, core, core, core. And then you get to Tampa Bay, and even when Stamkos wasn't available, there was a Braden Point filling the role, I guess you could say, of a Jake Gensel, that younger guy that comes along that takes the mantle that might not be the equivalent of a Stamkos in terms of stature or achievement, but who rises up in the playoffs the way Jake has for Pittsburgh. And with the Penguins, we saw the core go from five, and that's probably a fair place to put it, guys who were with the team for the longest period, meaning, of course, Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, Chris Letang, the existing guys, Marc-Andre Fleury, and I just really always enjoy including Chris Kunitz in there because he was with the team for such a long time and such a big, big part of their championships. But that's that's the foundation of how this got done. That's the hard part. That's the separator between these teams that win it all 
And the other ones where you just say, yeah, they had all the chemistry and camaraderie and we really like the makeup of this team and whatever else here. The only one, and I don't mean this as a knock in any way, the only one that I'd put outside the core category that I can think of in recent cup history would be the Blues. The Blues had Ryan O'Reilly playing kind of way over his head. They got some big goals out of Vladimir Tarasenko, but, you know, they had a couple of younger guys, a couple of older guys on the blue line, but nobody that you would identify as some sort of core piece back there. And Jordan Bennington came out of nowhere, basically, to be their goaltender. The Blues are the only exception here. So please, someone, remind me again why it's a good idea, at least according to some, to end the core concept with the Penguins. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. They, in turn, need your help. Find out how $1 can be turned into five full meals for those in need. Visit pittsburghfoodbank.org. Go ahead and throw ages at me. I mean, that's fair. It really is. You know, Sid and Gino are in their mid-30s. Latang is in his mid-30s. Flower's gone. Kunitz is gone. Time comes for everyone except Chara. And by contrast, it's fair to point out that out of the Lightning's core, Stamkos is 32, Hedman's 31, Kucherov's 28. Did you know that? I always thought of him as being good bit older. Look that up. I saw 28. Wow, man. And maybe if you want to further that argument, this will be the Lightning's last chance with this group. Stamkos in particular has had his share of major injuries in his career. He's been not just fortunate, but also very much an outlier within his own career to have stayed healthy this year and into these playoffs. But then again, maybe it isn't, because Vasilevsky isn't old. These other guys can still play. They can still sustain the culture, the experience, the wisdom that went into the other championships. And in the meantime, they can groom other Braden points to come along. And then there's also this to consider. Out of all those cores I just listed for you, and this is spoken with immense respect for all of them and all that they've accomplished. None of them compares generationally to Sid, Gino, and Latang. That's not a homer call. Go through every one of them that I just mentioned and tell me which one is better. Is it the Lightning just because they've won back-to-back cups as the Penguins did and they have now arrived at a third in a row? Not necessarily, because that's not the discussion that's being had here. Is Stamkos a better overall player over the course of his career than Crosby? Of course not. Hedman better than Latang? Yep, that's fair. Kucherov better than Malkin? No. The Penguins have the best core of the past 20 years in hockey. And as such, they deserve not only the recognition and respect that comes with that, 
but also, I feel very strongly, the right to continue to proceed onward. Why? I'll make this simple. Throw all the sap and uh, sentiment right out of the equation and just ask yourself, can they still play? Is Malkin still a point-of-game player in the NHL? Yeah, he is. That's not an opinion. Is Latang currently playing the best hockey of his life? Yes, he is. That is an opinion, but it's got an awful lot of backing. Is Sid still a point-of-game player who's more proficient at the 200-foot game than he's ever been in his life? Well, yeah, that too. You want to discard this? You people who want to discard this? Why? Why? Because of results that are mostly related to goaltending over the past couple of playoffs? Seems kind of misguided, right? When we come back, J1Q. And today's J1Q comes from Mike in Jacksonville, who asks, are there any obvious free agents that the Penguins might target because they'd fit in with Mike Sullivan's system? I love this question only because it allows me to discuss openly and frankly the potential return of Zach Aston Reese. Anybody who doesn't know, ZAR is an unrestricted free agent after having made a pretty nice impression in Anaheim in his short time there, having worked his way up to the Ducks' first line for whatever that was worth. The Ducks were in a total state of flux and messing with a lot of different things, and Dominic Simone was on the first line as well, however it is that you want to take that. But I'm here to tell you a couple of things about the Penguins and ZAR. One is this. The head coach loves him, and I'm sure that I didn't deliver that verb with enough passion. The head coach thinks the world of ZAR. Yes, he'd love it just as we'd all love it if he'd score more, and he'd love it as we'd all love it as Zach would himself if he were a little bit faster, but he does everything that is sought within that system, and he also makes players around him better because of his defensive proficiency, because of his smarts on the forecheck, because of his bulk and his willingness to use that physicality toward puck possession. Second thing about Zach, the general manager loves him. Now, I'm not going to give you the whole loves, but Ron Hextall very much is in concert with how Sullivan feels about him. I don't know that the two of them would see eye to eye on every single player on the roster. That would be a little unlikely, but they absolutely do when it comes to Zach. Oh, third thing, bonus thing. He won't cost much. Zach Aston Reese is going to get no more than a million dollars on a one-year deal in free agency. You can take that to Zach's bank. He was right in the neighborhood of the NHL minimum this past season. 
and he's never scored anywhere near enough to warrant some mega raise from anybody. Zach is very much the type of player that you have to have on your team to appreciate fully how valuable he can be. And as you point out, Mike, with the question, he fits in with the system. He, in some ways, is the embodiment of the system, other than the whole, you know, not scoring and not fast thing. And not that this should ever be your motivator, but you'll get the best out of Teddy Bluger if you have Zach Aston Reese back. And you'll get a third line or fourth line, whatever number you choose to assign them, that can make a real impact for you when it comes to line balance. Something that I talked about throughout the New York playoff series is the Penguins were coming at the Rangers really with one line consistently, five on five, and the other ones would just kind of intermittently do something. And you need that one unit within your bottom six, again, not caring if it's the third or the fourth line, that can go out there and have a consistent impact. doesn't have to be spectacular. They don't have to own the ice. They don't have to be Corsi champions. They just have to give you something that you know you can count on. The Bluger-Aston Reese line was that line. Whether it had Brandon Tanev on it or whether it had Brock McGinn on it, it was that line. And if you have a chance to bring a player back like Aston Reese at such a low price with such a high trust level of the people who are already in Pittsburgh, I'd say this would be a good move and one that's likely to happen. I appreciate the question, Mike. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We'll do another one of these tomorrow. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.